Welcome, you thick, juicy, beautiful human, to another episode of Today in the Milky Way podcast. It is I, your lonely host, Isak. So lately in the podcast, I've really been doubling down and covering extensively topics on identity and how external factors that you interact with really create the reality around you. And as I move forward with my own exploration of identity and who I am, I really wanted to sit down and truly cover uh, what it means to be a true friend. I feel as if that notion is slipping away from us as I get older and I see more people enthralled with the concept of success through materialism. And it kind of pains me to see because I see a lot of people suffering from just a lack of not having any good friends to be around them. So to me, the definition of a true friend is somebody who holds you accountable, somebody who shows up when you need them the least and you need them the most, Uh, somebody who challenges you to be better in whatever endeavors that you're embarking upon, you know, somebody who's supportive. Pretty much what a true friend to me is a person that positively affects the world in which you reside and makes it a magical, wonderful thing to be a part of. As I was thinking about making this podcast episode, I decided instead to just show you guys an example of what a true friend is. The best way that I could do that was just grab one of my friends and just have a normal conversation. I chose to have one of my best friends who's been my brother for like 12 years and he's the person that really set the precedence to me as to what a real friend is and he has influenced me dearly for the last 12 years that i've known him is none other than my friend kalito bebe or as he goes by these days cal natty he's a dope musician he's a dope artist and creative and i reached out to him to just come sit down and have a a normal conversation and it is my hopes that through our conversation we can set an example and a precedence of how friends should interact with each other and lastly if you're new to the podcast welcome to the cd underground podcast world and uh if you share this podcast with anybody i'd like to thank you because we're growing and it's thanks to all you guys coming back and listening to the podcast and sharing some of the episodes that you guys enjoy i truly appreciate it it means the world to me And I hope that we continue growing so we can keep putting on a good show for you guys. Anyways, on with the show. Value yourself and value others. Don't devalue yourself when you feel smothered, wondering what's under covers. You'll always be the one that rises like the sun in the sky. So open up your eyes and just say hi. Wake up. Oh, damn, boy. All right, that was cool, man. All right. So I'm the... The thing, I'm, the thing I'm realizing is, is almost like a 20 year, it's been almost a 20 years instance mm-hmm. because I started asking for it right around graduation. Mm-hmm. For the few people that I was around, I was like, yo, how come y'all don't support me when I do this? Like every time you got something, you know, I'm the first person to hit you up. You're like, yo, do, 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 do. Yeah. How come? And it's not support. It's not sharing a link. Support is not listening to something. Support is saying, how are you? Support mm-hmm. is checking in with somebody, making sure their mental health is good. Why am I constantly feeling like the the person that's dialing everybody up? But if I don't have a phone, if I don't call nobody, nobody messages me. I, and that's a regular instance. I feel... So, 
the thing is too is what what eats you up being a generator what eats you up and what a generator is for for those listening that may not know it is a person that can provide energy that does not need to take energy and can be can coexist with others whereas there's people that require their 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 engines they need an energy otherwise they don't move to there's get no going, distance yeah. they're they're flat on their ass at home you know there's a lot of there's for example there's some artists there's the there, there was the the cliche stick of like the british rock band that doesn't know what the fuck's going on they're just so high all the time but they're mm-hmm. great musicians and their one manager is just so on the dot about everything he's able to make these guys have like a career and flourishing yeah, yeah. albums because he's so good at being a manager and yeah. he knows how to get the best out of each specific member yeah the transmutation of the energy but uh, i could give the best example is rodolfo bro he's like a ball of energy whenever and this is the reason he doesn't do the podcast is because i felt at this point i was draining him because i needed i was like dude like show I, he would show up and by the fact that he showed up and he's so hyped he's like bro we're gonna blow up da 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 that's him all the way like you're so great at this and that mm-hmm. and it gives me the confidence like he was boosting me in the because for me my confidence is like my lowest point of everything uh that i like my biggest fucking hardship even till this day and rodolfo was giving me that confidence right and that's what uh khalid saying by the energy generation generator is like somebody who can always just like for some reason whenever you're around them they boost you up they always seem to find that thing within you that helps you get to that next level and then uh yeah that's what it is uh i'm getting a little emotional thinking about all this because i think and i've been talking about it many times on this podcast is like last october is when i finally made that realization that I'm not giving out. So I was doing all the documentaries work. I became successful as a videographer in the terms of like, I can pay my fucking bills Mm -hmm. and I, and then some, and then I realized like, Oh, I'm doing this because my mentor thinks I'm good at it. And now I could see his hand like guiding all of my actions. Like none of this is actually what I wanted. It's just like somebody that I really admired was telling me, this is how you become successful. And I was following those steps to the team. And I was like, why am I miserable, right, in that aspect? Uh, but also, I'm such a, uh, I am such a huge tool for them in the terms of, like, everything. I'm the one that squashes all the beefs. Kind of how you're saying is, like, all the transmutation is not working between the two of them. I'm, like, that fine line that smooths everything over. Actors are out of line. I go handle it. You know, like, we got the crews getting, like, angsty. I go handle it. You know, so, like, right. all, so it was so draining for me. And then I would get home and I'm getting fatter and I'm miserable. And I'm like, but I'm doing good. Like I keep getting more jobs. Like I'm technically, this is like the successful aspect of it. And then I realized, yeah, you're gauging by a metric that you don't really care for. Exactly. And I didn't even know that I didn't care for it. You know what I mean? Because for the first time in my life, somebody has like taken me in and they're like, I got you, you know, in a Mm -hmm. professional sense, that's never happened. The military obviously but you always know they got you because you're gonna die for them you know right but like in this sense i just felt so welcome and i wanted to be seen as an artist you know and this our artist and they're like bro come on come on you know and they're still my best friends and shit but now i'm not filming with them right like i'll maybe take a job every once in a while but i'm like no that doesn't benefit me and i actually learned this skill from a guy uh he's a really good friend he's an actor friend his name's austin and uh 
he's super upfront about things. So sometimes people think he's a dick. When I first met him, I thought he was a dick, but he was like, hey, this is what you're providing me. And this is what I'm providing you. And this is what I need in order for me to be part of this relationship. Even right. now, right? Me and him are writing together. We're writing a, we're writing some sketch comedy and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've been doing it for like a whole year now. But, you know, he's like, hey, I show up here. You show up too. I don't like need excuses. Whatever you have, I can go find somebody else. I like working with you because we get along. And at this point, he's one of my best friends. But like a relationship grew like that. And I was like, why do you start a friendship like that? And he's like, I don't have time to waste and time to give people my energy like that. Even you know? even you just saying that it irks me being at the age that I'm at. Like, how do you start a friendship? I haven't started a friendship in almost <laughs> three years, my friend. I haven't, there's no starting a friendship. There's people that I know and there's people that I consider myself close to. But even the idea of friend escapes me sometimes. Really? Because the people that I consider friends are closer to me than that word allows. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, Greg, you guys are closer to me than the word friend. The word friend I would use for somebody maybe I like I, I had lunch with once. That's my friend. Just because the way the way people, I don't know. The thing the thing was with terms, the power people put on terms mm-hmm. always bothers me because, for example. There's a hypothetical question, a hypothetical scenario. Somebody used to be close with in high school, best friend. You guys, oh, that's my best friend, blah, blah, blah. You're not best friends anymore, 2021. Don't even know this guy. Yeah, what's the- What was the point of saying that was my best friend? What was the point of, of putting that messaging out if that's not, if this, if it's non-existent? That's, any, that, anymore at this point? That's literally, and the thing is, for me, Isaac, friendships are not fleeting. For mm-hmm. me, true friendships are bonds that stay with you, people that care about you. I don't just stop caring about somebody unless they do something fucked up to me. Yeah. And most people don't do nothing fucked up to me because they know what's going to happen. They know me enough mm-hmm. to know I'm that's, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't want to hurt me. And I, I, I tend to take things further than they need to go. That's an issue of myself that I've always realized, which is why you never see me angry. Because once I get angry, there's not much to stop me from going to the next step, whatever the next step is. Mm, I gotcha. So that's why I put myself in these, you know, keep your head calm. Dude, that's so funny. You gotta yeah. do what you gotta do. But people, people take that for granted. And I've been around a lot of idiots, me included being an mm-hmm. idiot, where everybody wants to yell, somebody wants to be stupid, somebody wants to act up. And you don't realize how many times I just wanted to sock somebody in the face, bro. Where it's like, why are you, why, why are you detracting from this? Mm. You know what, like, like Austin says, you know what everybody is expected to provide. Why are you present if you're not providing that? I why think, are you taking? Well, that's what I was getting to. Is I think a lot of people don't even come at things in that manner. So, like, I really appreciate his upfrontness. Mm-hmm. And now. And that's kind of what started like changing me a lot where I'm just like, well, I'm just fucking giving out all this energy and I'm kind of miserable about do they, it. And do they care? Yeah, Everybody exactly. you're giving energy to, are they saying, yo, bro, do they, do you, do you look at them in the, in your eyes? And I mean, can you make eye contact with them and, and your time is appreciated? I would say only with note, you know, mm-hmm. and, but he's also very much like Austin. Uh, and the people that I'm not mentioning is because no, the answer is no, you know, and that's what I realized you know so as i so i made that realization last october and then i was like what am i without all of this 
uh, and that's the subject that I've been focusing a lot on the on the last few episodes and why I wanted to have you on because you've always been like the kind of friend that is so grounded and that taught me a lot about my groundedness because I literally whenever you're describing all these things like I just want to suck somebody like you're describing me so I learned a lot of like how to like kind of calm myself down how to try to stay leveled through you and through our friendship you know uh and I think that's like what people don't have so whenever and they don't even think that time to be conscientious right so if you have a friend who's like up front like Austin right he's doing that because he's not that conscientious but he knows he's not conscientious so therefore or like in that manner where like for you you can just tell if somebody walks in there's something wrong with them I let me go try to figure it out because you know them so well you care about them so much you know their mannerisms you know like kind of even to how they dress you notice those things even if it's subconsciously you're like why are they looking like this right now like let me go figure that out mm-hmm. and I'm that type of person as well and I get my feel for me I get hella butthurt when people don't return that exactly I feel like that's why me and you have stayed friends because I try to check up on you like every six months, at least where I'm like, this motherfucker has been disappeared for a while. Let me hit him up. Out of, out of all of the people that I've ever had the pleasure to, to consider somebody that I look eye to eye with, you're definitely one of the very few that's good at keeping consistent uh, contact with (laughs) me. Even when I'm like, uh, where did he go come in San Diego? Because sometimes I just be disappearing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk to nobody. I just got to... Yeah, and, and as your as like somebody that that is your friend, I would consider you like my brother. You know, uh, I know that you do that, so I try to give enough space, where because uh, I know like the, you got to take your hermitude. You the know, the sad thing though is that, like I said, people have the weird perspective on on on. This is always a men thing too. This is not something that women usually deal with because they're one a lot more open with what they're going through with their friends. And two, their friends are a lot more able to get to emotionally have them open up. Mm. For me, like. I don't think it's maybe it's just part of our culture. So it becomes harder. But also you. And this is the reason that sometimes I do ask you. I'm like, hey, if you need any help with this video shit or like, hey, if you need anything, because I know you're not going to ask me. Even if you need the help, I know you're not going to ask me. The the whole hermitude thing, though, like. I'll be honest with you, Isaac. 99% of the time, I'm probably craving some sort of human interaction. (laughs) But I'm not a person that... Because this is what I do. My mind runs differently than people. I've accepted it. Mm -hmm. People that don't know me try to act like I'm lying when I say that. They try to put me in a a (laughs) square and they try to get me to fit what they expect me to be, but they've never, they've haven't lived in this mind. I've lived in this mind mm-hmm. for, for my entire life. If you've known me for two, three years, if you dated me for a couple of months, you don't know nothing about me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be completely honest. Most guys don't open up and let you know their true selves. This is just the facts. Most, most men don't for a lot of reasons. It, it, being vulnerable puts us in danger and often at times when you're vulnerable and you're communicating with somebody you can tell doesn't care, that's one of the biggest feelings of betrayal. Yeah, that does hurt. I, I think a, a big reason, too, that I wanted you to, to come on the podcast was to uh, to be able to, uh, in a sense, uh, impart that kind of uh, selfish selflessness 
is what necessary. It, yeah, but and as hard as necessary. And why I said selfish selflessness is because I I can say at this point of my life that I'm I'm very selfless when it comes to like trying to bring up the people around me and which is why people like being around me. But at the same time I I don't know how to be super selfish because like I was saying earlier, we're from immigrant families where you your family unit is certain needs to survive and that's the main thing so like when i was growing up in mexico i was fucking like that was the main thing like people getting hurt like crazy shit going on like kind of like you're saying like just people women get raped all the time they get kidnapped all the time we ain't got time for that you know what i mean we're not gonna deal with that bitch we need a food on the table Mm -hmm. so growing up like that and then coming here to america where it's like a generation the like the me culture right to where this culture is so far the other way that they need some type of uh some of our selflessness in that fucking stew right in that melting pot and what i'm realizing is just people don't know how to do that so when they encounter like humans like us they're just like suck you dry because they don't know anything else you know and and but you're speaking from like an instinct, from like uh, like uh, humans at their most like beast level, right? Yeah. But if you think about, I think that's literally what drives. The more I'm trying to be aware of shit, I think that's what drives every single action mm-hmm. that everybody does is just beast level. And then from there, it goes through their filter of like, okay, like I'm educated or okay, I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And then it comes out. But the the base emotion for me is always still the same. Like, oh, you just don't know how to not be selfish. No, no. Now the biggest, my biggest problem, my biggest problem, and I completely agree with you. My biggest problem with people that have that perspective is, okay, I get it. We all have different perspectives. We all have different ways of thinking about things. And we come to decisions at our own time. And many times they're different decisions, right? Why is it that the people that are supposed to care about you, that you're supposed to care for, it's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. Why don't they take the time to come to that realization realization that, hey, homie, for example, this kind of... This is a little bit pop culture, but Joe Budden, the Joe Budden podcast, very popular podcast. They discuss music and culture and yada, yada. Two of the hosts, Rory and Maul, were on a six-week strike because Joe Budden told Rory, who was a co-host, to take a couple of day, weeks off because Rory kept coming on, bringing hostile energy to the pod, mm-hmm. and they didn't have no time for that. Right? So they decided to continue the show without them, and those guys were making, like, subliminals and, and getting butthurt on social media yeah. and they came back two days ago and they're talking about it so joe biden was like yo what you guys the show's gonna go on regardless of what because the, the their complaint was how come you didn't stop the show and come talk to us and mm-hmm. resolve our issue and joe biden said this is business that's friendship we have a time and place for business and you have to make sure that you bring that energy towards that Mm-hmm. If you're not matching my energy, why would I care about your needs? Why would I care about the superfluous extra stuff that goes on in your mind? If I'm bringing 50% like Austin and you're bringing 50%, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. But if I'm bringing 
85% and you're bringing 15%, why would I give a fuck about your complaints? I'm going to tell you why. Because that, to me, him saying that is trying to be uh, a balanced type of mentality. But to me, that's looking at it still from this left selfishness uh, point of view in which from uh, somebody's raised, right? Because if he knows better, then it's his job. This is my own opinion, right? And this is what I'm hoping like people can get from this episode is like, sometimes you can see what is needed and it's uncomfortable to bring it up, right? And sometimes you have to be even more uncomfortable. So like in, in the Joe Budden example, I just see it as a, he's bringing up that there is an issue and he's like, Hey, you're fucking up like with this business and this friendship and this thing is in, in this other place. But for me, I feel like even though it takes way more work and it fucking sucks, it is my job to then now educate you as to why you're fucking up and why you're fucking up this friendship and how it's hurting my feelings that, and that's what people don't lead in with this. And this generation is like, Hey, this is also hurting me do, as your friend. When you do that though, you're leaving it up to them. That's basically putting 100%. the ball in their court. And most times when you present things like that, it's not going to be in, in the, the, the end result like you're thinking. They're not gonna oh, be, I know. I they're know. not going to be like, wow, Isaac, you presented this information in a groundbreaking <laughs> way. And now I completely I, understand. No, they're going to be hard headed. They're going to say, yeah, for but, me, for me, even though the uh -huh. last three, four months you've been supporting me, you've been coming through, you've been having my back. Right now, my concern is about this thing and you're not serving this need. Yeah. And so when you're a giver, when you're a generator and you constantly serve people like that, that are putting their needs before mm -hmm. the equivalent exchange on some full metal alchemist shit. Yeah. Then they're just taking from my soul. They're just taking from my blood. Well, they yeah, I'm not saying you got to I'm not saying you have to put it out and we in have that been, way. Right. But we, we've been doing that our entire lives. Well, the people around us. Well, we've been constantly offering. And then. And the funny thing about me and you is that. We've been two people that have been more hands-on in our community, more hands-on in, in ins inspiring people to continue through a lot of obstacles and hardships. But for whatever reason, we don't give ourselves our, our, our just dues. 100%. You know what it is? It's because you're constantly giving people excuses. You're constantly excusing people that are being in the wrong because, mm -hmm. one. Let me fin Well, if you let me finish my thought because that's exactly where I was going. You're 100% go ahead, go ahead. right. My, my so apologies. once you put it all out on the table and this is where it's like i i think the big mis missing piece of this is like the emotional aspect of it where it's like hey this is how you're also hurting me because usually people only um do the business transaction of the emotional exchange but then you leave out your actual feelings your actual emotions because that's a vulnerable part right mm -hmm. and you can't put that out on the table if somebody's already kind of fucking with you where you they can take that information and further hurt you right so what I've been doing and what to me has been working really well and I feel like I've, I'm getting on top of that situation is I put that all out on the table. To me, that's the best way that I'm ever going to be able to explain it. Like, hey, this is not just a transaction you're fucking up, but like this is how you're actually hurting me. And however they take that, and you're right, most of the time they're going to take that and it's not going to go the outcome that I want. And we just know, and then, we, we know that from personal experience. A hundred percent. And then whoosh, that's it. You no longer exist in my reality. And, and now you know why I have not made a new exactly. friend in three years and why I don't spend time socializing <laughs> with people. Because but, you know why? I feel bad 
oftentimes socializing, mm-hmm. right? On the f- free time I have because you're not available during my few free time, right? Yeah. So how irresponsible is it of me knowing how important time is yeah. for me to reach out and on the few random times I'm free and say, I hey, do. exactly. Yeah. Which is why I'm just by myself. Yeah, well, no, let me tell you this. It's selfish. This is, it's self, I feel selfish even saying, yo, bro, Dude, when we were, we were 18, you, you texted all your friends and like, yo, bro, what's up, bro? Where you at? Yeah. I feel selfish now. I'm like, everybody yeah. got families. They got kids. Yeah. They got girls. I can't just be like, yo, squeeze some squeeze some Mikhail time in for me. Yeah, and like have fun. But what you're not realizing in here is that you're an amazing, great being. And I like, I love spending time with you. It's always really fun. So you're also forgetting about that because I do that to myself too. And I actually get anxious. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you, I don't know if any people have this kind of anxiety. So this podcast is turning into more for that. I'll give you this example right now that's happening in my life. This girl in my fucking, in my woodshop class, her husband works for like a company that is a tool company and they can, she's like, I can get half off. If you want to saw, let me know and I can get it to you half off. She told me this, right? And she did that for another girl in the class. And then that girl in the class, I didn't say anything. I didn't even take the offer, right? Because I'm like, man, then he has to explain to his work why he's getting it. Because I know at least in some areas that I've worked on where when I can get somebody a discount or a half off, like... It's kind of sketchy. A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and not just that. Then she... The girl is like, oh, thank you. And then somebody overhears and like now the whole class is there and they're like, oh, can I get that deal too? And everybody's asking her. And one of the guys that's in the class, he's a friend of mine now. He gave her like a $2,000 list. And I'm just like, do you not realize like the type of anxiety you're causing this person? Now she has to go ask her partner who doesn't even know any of us. Yeah. So what the fuck's right? going on at your workshop? And I even, even as they were all saying that, I was like, well, you don't think this is too much for like your partner or anything? She's like, no, it's fine. But like for me, I'm already like an anxiety. I'm not going to ask her for any of the tools mm-hmm. I have, even though I do need them. But I just like, how selfish are you? You don't even take the time to even first, nobody asked her, like, are you sure it's all right? Like, like, there's not like a clock, like nobody took any time more to find out as soon as she said yes, everybody's like coming in and imagine how hard it is for that person. If you put yourself in their shoes for them to say no, when she already gave that offer to somebody. So now she's going to look like a dick to everybody else because she, so I'm not going to put her in that situation you know, because I, if I was in her shoes, I would of course say yes. And then I would come home and then, uh, my lady's probably going to be a little bit upset at me. Cause like, yo, this is like 10 grand worth of tools. So like, as long as you're good, it's all good. What about that human that's doing that deal for you? Like at this point, where does that balance and that karmatic interaction end? And that's what I'm talking about. Like this selfishness of these people around and they don't realize they're doing it. Right. Yeah. You know what? What you the story you said it, it made a light pop in my head because it basically you know what's the biggest difference differentiators between a generator and an engine Isaac, other than the and the generator provides energy. No, no, you brought this concept up to me, so I, I it's like that it. generators uh, um can gen, can most times avoid the human um the human uh, draining. No, like the human curiosity around opportunity, like opportunist engines are opportunists by mm. nature i see somebody that has something a discount somebody that has a, a, a sample and you I'm, said that with an and accent I, I go, yeah <laughs> and i go straight for it i'm not even thinking about yo are you good 
Is this going to be something that's going to bring any, like you said, any extra anxiety, any stress to you? Is this sketchy? If this is not sketchy, sure. I would love to take part in this. But if this is going to at any point put you and your partner in danger of losing his job or, or anything, then by no means. I am not a scab. I'm not an insect or a cockroach. And I don't need to lick somebody's feet for discounts. But yeah. but engines oftentimes are opportunists. Regardless if they're in a relationship, you know men and you know females like this where they're dating somebody, right? And you see them out and about with somebody and then you see them entertaining someone of the op- opposite sex. Yeah. And for me, it's, okay, people have people have agreements in their relationships. Maybe they're swingers or whatever, so maybe I don't know. But from mm-hmm. the outside looking in, it seems that your your enjoyment in this moment is more important to you then like the overall emotional else. of your partner and that's always oh, blown my hype because i feel like if i if my mind ran like that isaac i'd be so successful oh my god oh my god 100 <laughs> percent me too if i was put myself and like my <laughs> needs and what made what made yeah. me feel good oh i used to be i used to be a klepto little fun fact i used to be a kleptomaniac when i was younger i couldn't help it i if i saw something of value if it had, especially if i had a screen i would take it i wouldn't even think about it and then later on this sounds so crazy but i would not even sometimes I wouldn't even realize I took it. Damn, that's how bad it was. From like middle school, from uh, early middle school, and that goes that, and that's the root of that was me not having nothing coming from immigrant parents and seeing opulence mm-hmm. value thrusted in front of me all the time from people that are acting like assholes, from people that are just unthankful of the fact that they living a lot better than people that I knew. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, what the fuck? I'm going to take your shit. <laughs> but opportunists, More the older I grew, the more it makes me feel heavy and gross inside taking something from somebody. Because I know I can provide anything for myself. If this was back before grocery stores, I know I could go hunt, hunt a beast with a spear and bring home the bacon. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't have to, did somebody hunt? Did you hunt Isaac? Can I can I have some meat, please? What's it called? Uh, I uh, man, I I hundred percent feel the fuck out of all that that you're saying, man, and it resonates so heavy with me. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, I know that's why you also choose to disappear because I haven't fucked with nobody until yesterday, and you're like the second like person that I've actually seen <laughs> since fucking last November, dog. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll see Rodolfo here and there, but only to do creative shit, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we've we've kicked it one time this year as like actual like as a friendship because just I've been like in such a recluse state of being because I'm like uh, and I find that this happens to you as well as it happens to me. But I'm trying to put an end to this fucking cycle. Right. So what I find is like I everybody drains me dry to the point where I can like it's literally depressing. Like I can't get out of bed like. I'm just in a dark state of being, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm watching conspiracy videos and just fucking anime and just eating. And not that any of those things are bad, but in I, I'm abusing them, right? And without moderation. Yeah. And I, I realize I need that because everybody just drained me. Like, I have nothing left to give. So then I, like, spend these three months by myself or, like, for me, it's, like, cycles of, like, three, about three months. And then I, like, I'll nourish myself back to health. I'll nourish myself back to a healthy weight. And then people start seeing that because I start coming out of my shell, right? And, and then people to, come and start where, trying to take. Where, where'd my straw go? Let me yeah, stick this so back in you. What I'm really saying, and, and last October is like, hey, I'm learning. I'm Even on the podcast, I've let everybody know, like, I'm going through the process 
and learning of the power of saying no. And I'm making it public because I'm not just saying it to myself. I'm putting it out in reality, bro. Like I'm saying the words. I'm writing the words down. They're cemented in reality somewhere. And to me, that creates a lot of power because what I was doing before is in my head. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to let them take. Oh, no, no, no. But now I'm fucking putting it out there. You know, even people close to me or whatever. In, and I'm like, don't get offended. Don't get insulted, you know. But like I'm saying a lot. No, I'm saying no. I'm only doing this kind of work right now. I hope you can appreciate that. Even me saying all these things brings me a little bit of anxiety because I don't like making people feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But now I'm at a point in my life where like that's how I have to communicate to protect myself and my being is I make people uncomfortable. It's like my friend Austin. It's not because it's, like, it's not sustainable for for you every three or four months to, to go off the radar. Yeah, and, and so, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? And like, what about you too? You know, like now that they're drained you, who's coming to your shows? Who's fucking doing all this? You know, it's not even, it's not even for me. It's not even so much for like the music. <laughs> it's just the checking in for yeah. me. And the reason why music is so important for me is being a generator. Growing up, having no control over my destiny, having no control over my reality, having people tell me how to live my life, what religion to believe in, where to go, this and that for all of my uh, young adolescence, music was the first time that I could have something and, and have full control over it. I didn't really matter to me if somebody enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it. What was more important was it was a form of me validating my existence as myself. So for Damn. me, for my friends to not support that was you're not supporting me validating my existence. It's not you didn't enjoy the verse, you didn't enjoy the hook. Yeah. Is This is something that I'm doing to keep myself sane. If it wasn't for music, I'd kill myself. I, feel I wouldn't you. I wouldn't be here in front of y'all if I didn't pick up poetry and make music and stuff. So for me, that's where the 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 issue stems from. It's like if you know if you know how important there was a um, a VH1 special Isaac Isaac excuse me. Of a, <laughs> that's of the first a, time you said it. I, I yeah. There's a, a a VH1 special of a dad. He's like a super big Star Wars fan, and it was his son having no attachment to Star Wars at all, and it was like a docu mini documentary. And then they, the dad wanted him to come to Comic-Con with them. And the son agreed. And the dad was like so full of emotion because he's like, from the outside looking in, yeah, Star Wars is like, oh, aliens and <laughs> taking over stuff in the force. But for the dad, it was understanding your own ability and fighting through the, the, uh, the, all, the, all the darkness in your life and making something shine and always knowing that there's going to be a brighter side of, of whatever you're going through. Mm. And so for him, of course, Star Wars wasn't just, wasn't just Star Wars. It was fighting through adversary. It was him, being, him turning into the man that he was that could father that son, right? Yeah. So that's why it was important. So the son... Dress up like a stormwalker and stormtrooper, excuse me. <laughs> and they had, a, then they they went to Comic Con and it, it ended beautifully. But that's like that's the root of the issue. People just look at things face value. It's like, oh Isaac, you got a podcast, you got a YouTube channel, cool. It's not like you're trying to do something with this. You're trying to yeah. You, I are you trying to expose aspects of yourself that you haven't revealed before in a way that you learn to communicate through. Dude, but people don't see it like that. It's just yeah, like, like, oh, oh, you, oh, you, little oh, you got something else. You, you little, yeah. yeah. I, I was literally talking about that too in my last episode. It was like everybody has these beautiful quirks about them. Everybody, and the only thing keeping you from believing like 
that reality and this life is just like all these cons people consume consuming destroying the earth not caring about the world you know like that's how the world is portrayed to us you know what i mean if you think about it like it's how like the media is like the world is going crazy all around us you know and right. it's like uh and it puts so much like i think a negative outlook on the world mm -hmm. and you having that negative outlook imagine hundreds of thousands of people having that outlook they will manifest that reality based alone on the thought that they're being force fed mm -hmm. right and and it's just the way that like just the mind works it's not like some crazy magic shit you know it's literally uh you and the rest of the world seeing um that kind of outlook so let's say the person next to you is this beautiful singer and violinist or whatever you're she's gonna look at me who like i'm trying to express myself on a podcast we don't know each other she's gonna look at me that's one of the cancers in the world and i'm gonna look at her and i'm like that's one of the cancers in the world she probably just goes home and fucking eats and wastes and <laughs> doesn't care and that's literally what is being perpetuated it's just, it's just projection. by everybody but everybody has beautiful traits about them everybody has um amazing things that they do like little quirks bro uh, and i used to get laughed at mm -hmm. when I, in middle school i would say girls would ask me well, what's your type and i would say i find all women beautiful <laughs> and they'd be like no for real and i'd say yeah because for me isaac when i grew up i grew up around a lot of women some beautiful some not beautiful but when you grow up around them you don't pay attention to that aspect of them that's just something yeah that you, notice you gotta notice their being that comes secondary yeah. yeah well you're raised by a woman i'm raised by a woman you know what i mean yeah exactly like, yeah so so for me it didn't matter about the weight of the woman her jawline even like facial hair like i knew women that are wonderful moms and stuff they had like a little bit of mustache hair <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. for me it's like i what 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 makes a good partner what makes like a desirable person that you want to invest your future in is not just like the the kim kardashian face and yeah like, the, like you look beautiful it's, and it's yeah. more to that but that gets boring after like a month you and, know and let me ask you something now you when you to follow up on what you're saying about other people's perspectives and it generally being negative mm -hmm. you're a generator you're you usually the person that tried to fill in everybody's teapot whatever yeah their, their, their teacup right you're brewing you're brewing on the hot stove all day like yo you, the way that i see it is like they already have a bunch of water and they feel empty and i'm like oh actually this water is actually hanging out right here let me just pour it for you i don't even have to do much you know yeah. but i still have to reach and pour it but they had that water all even along they, they yeah got their hands right. they just didn't realize it yeah no is it when because for me i'm gonna be, i'm gonna be honest with you Happiness for me is not something that's hard to grab. I've been happy many times in my life. Now I realize happiness is hard to for me to absorb because mm -hmm. oftentimes I put my attachment into how too much other people's well-being is. Can if, if my oh go ahead. Can I ask you a question real yes. fast? Close your eyes. I'm so sorry to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. Close your eyes. Without saying positive or negative, good or bad, describe good to me in three words the first three words that come to your mind go describe good the word good in three yeah. words yeah considerate respectful and acknowledging wow 
that's really that's really awesome because okay now the same exercise describe bad envy want and selfish okay I'm going to describe bad for you for me it's unbalanced unaware and selfish and uh well me and i was thinking about this because you're you're literally describing uh what a like good nature and all that stuff is and everybody has different definitions so i actually been asking people Mm -hmm. mine was warmth balanced and harmonious those three make sense and so then that literally starts defining who you are your being Anyways, I'm sorry. If you can continue with your thought, so continue the, with so it. Just the, so the, my, my thought was, it, which is really weird because it's almost the exact same thing with confidence. And you, you literally exhibit the same, these same similar symptoms, which is really odd to me. I feel like if I'm really happy, which is easy for me to be, it's easy for me to feel genuinely happy. But I feel like I'm incapable of allowing myself to be happy if I see people in my presence that are unhappy. Bro, yes. And I think that is because of your definition, right? You used uh, words to def- like, so for me too, it's balance, harmony, mm-hmm. right? And I, and when you were saying like, I've been so many, so happy so many times in my life, I'm like, yeah, I'm literally, when I'm by myself, I'm happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's as soon as but, other worlds intersect yeah. mine that I start noticing. How come you're channeling your energy this way? And yeah. then I notice they don't know they don't know how to channel energy. So then I'm trying my best to help. But my 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 entire life, people for whatever reason, regardless of how sweet and how soft, this is something black people talk about a lot about how people view african-american people in this country as violent as thugs as scary when we do anything as much as raise our voice or express ourselves especially men mm-hmm. they want to effeminate effeminate black men especially because oh big black guy that's passionate even if you're at a sports game and you're yelling and you're really into the game it's like oh this guy's kind of sketch we gotta watch watch out i for this never guy. thought about how that's true how, that that's is. how it is so in my Whoa. entire life i literally had to be per, uh, submissive just so people wouldn't outwardly hate me dog that I have to be like hey guys <laughs> i'm i'm cal i couldn't be my my lying Dude. heart i'm a upfront <laughs> fuck you kind of person but i can't be my impulsive ass self because yeah. i know i wouldn't get that far in do this country. you remember when i went through like my sweater vest suit and tie like fucking year it was yeah. because i was trying to reconcile that because it's the same thing like as an immigrant bro you got to be a fucking lion you know somebody's gonna try to take your shoes back the fuck up grab a stick you know like you're not taking my shoes bro my mom had to work fucking like a month for these bitches you know what i mean so it's it's hard it's hard when you have to have that mentality and then at the same time people want you to be a softer bro version of fucking photoshop me i literally went through that phase too like i would wear like really nice like i hate wearing t- i hate any of those things it's so constricting but then people started treating me like oh nicer yeah this guy's not gonna too. be that yeah. guy's not gonna blow up or like whatever but for me i was just more scared to be seen as like just another mexican like yeah. another like hey vato you know uh 
And even that's why I never corrected people about like, hey, my name's Isaac. Because then they're like, how do you spell that? Where are you from? Mm-hmm. And then even just from there, and I'm like, I'm from Mexico. It's like, oh, no, you're, you're, you mean your parents are from Mexico. It's like, no, I'm from Mexico. They start treating me differently. I remember I told you when one of our, our language art teacher, he just based off the fact that I was an immigrant was like, it's such a shame that you're not going to get very far in this country because mm-hmm. you're bright. Your mind is so bright. And I remember I was telling you about it. I was like, what the fuck? You know, I was mad because we had the same teacher and you're like, hey, don't look at it this way. It's just like because the fucked up thing about it is I, and even I've had this just conversations like that with teachers. We can interpret that as two ways. One, he was trying to be malicious, right? Or two, he was looking at the fucking statistics. Yeah, that, it the was the statistic one, and he told me about yeah, that too. You know, because even like, I had the same, I had the same realization too, where I'm like, not a lot of black <laughs> boys graduate from high school in America. The number is stupidly low compared to any yeah. other race of people. So I remember when I was trying to graduate, people really, you know, how many times Isaac I got asked by administrators, administrators and staffs, do you got enough credits? Nigga, that's the worst when we're in IB, I had all bitch. my credits in senior yeah, year. Yeah, I was ready to graduate Jesus, early. You dumb bitch. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. Who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah, and we were in the and we were in IV classes and shit. And I always got the same thing. And you know, I let that kind of perpetuate where I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna blow maybe off this test. Be- I'm just yeah, maybe exactly. I don't belong here. That's literally and why. That's why I didn't apply for any college because damn. at that time I was like, I was, you know, often at times. As a generator too, Isaac, the worst thing you can do is to not believe in yourself. I don't really subscribe to the whole black power, you're a god type thing. Like, you a god. Black <laughs> people, you a god. I don't really subscribe to that. But, like, we are powerful. 100%. Mm-hmm. And you need to stop doing self-deprecating shit. And I need to stop doing self-deprecating shit. That's why I was so zesty when I came on today. I'm tired of beating myself up, man. I'm tired of beating myself up and then uh, putting people on a pedestal. That's literally yeah. what I do. My entire life, I'm like, damn, Cal, you made that one mistake eight years ago. You ain't shit. And then all the <laughs> yeah, fuckers around me that time, ain't doing yeah, nothing, yeah. they ain't uh, supporting me at all. Why is my phone off? They're uh, they coming at you all sideways and shit, man. I, I feel that 100% because I let those kind of things like harm the things that I want to go for. So I applied to one college and uh, I got in, but then um, they were like, Hey, you're not a you're not a citizen, so you have to pay out of state tuition. And I was like, oh shit! And then that out of state tuition for like somebody who is an immigrant and can't really afford it. Like, what am I gonna do? You know, like take an outstanding amount of loans and just like kind of fuck myself in that way. So I already knew that that wasn't gonna be the outcome, especially if uh, if I might fail. Cause you know that whole thing. I think my professor told me that. And he did bring it up. He's like, hey, that is just a statistic. And that's what will like that's likely to happen. And he was encouraging because he was like, you know, you can you can be more than that, because the way that conversation came up, I was like, why are you being so harsh on me? Is when we were doing our 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 testing because mm-hmm. remember you have to f- memorize all these passages from these books and you have to have this fucking crazy analysis all over every single passage that yeah. you got and he just gets to choose one passage and then test and he was that. like yeah. because I have to treat you equally and this is pretty much his thing was like this is what life really is you think I'm gonna give you a fucking chance because oh you're poor and you can't really afford these classes I don't know you got fucked up shit going on at home you know he said that in a way nicer way. And he was like, no, you're a statistic. Like, this is what's going to happen to you. And I'm just letting you know right now, this is what the fuck it is. Very cold-blooded because I'm a child. And it, that affected me until, like, probably, like, two, three years ago. But I know he was meaning well. But Because it, I know what you're talking about. It's funny how 
some people can have the right message but have no idea how to convey it bro that's and so i'm so happy you're saying that because i have that's where my self-esteem is where it gets crushed Mm -hmm. in the sense that's like my biggest thing is my own self-esteem because i grew up with my stepdad you know like the most self-esteem tormentor so he's berating me like what you were saying like how your uncle came in like screaming and shit that's like a good day at my house Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and a normal day at my house is that amplified to like physical violence and then like military style cleaning so in the military i've never felt a room inspection did so well because my stepdad's room inspections were worse than the fucking military bro and that should tell you some shit you know and it would either be dealt like that in either physical violence or just like you're so fucking stupid you're a fucking retard you know mm-hmm. that you can you can't even pronounce that word right why and i'm just like trying to have dinner you, and i feel like that's why my english is good so i guess i can be thankful for that but like the reason my english is good is because it, it was torment mm-hmm. you know being around him and just having any type of like vulnerability so that made me super cold-blooded and asshole and all these things but then I, now, and I realized this uh, when I was 23 in North Carolina, is I actually just started sharing my emotions with people and letting them know exactly. And at first it was like really vulnerable and I didn't know how to go about it. But just being able to tell somebody like, hey, this is why I'm hurt, takes away their power to hurt me in that manner. Mm-hmm. Because now I've told you, right? And if they choose to like prod at that, that's where I'm just like, you need to either like you don't exist to me anymore or whatever but i'm just like or, or i will then turn it on then i'm like why would you do that to another human being and i've i've realizing that instead of like hiding that shell that i was brought up being tormented by and and destroyed my ego and my anything to do with me wanting to uh i guess be confident mm-hmm. um now i always lead with that because now as i'm starting to lead with that i can either weed people out right away and choose because now we're older right before we didn't have a choice of who's around in our lives except our family mm-hmm. but now that we're older i just lead with that because as soon as somebody exploits any aspect of that i don't need to waste my time on that person anymore even when they're trying to there's people that try to hang out with me now and stuff like that and i just haven't made up my mind about them in that way where like maybe like once a month i'll like go kick it or something and do something that's mutually beneficial for the both of us and that's what i learned from my homie austin that's why i'm at I asked you on the podcast now because I feel like now it will be also beneficial for you. And that's why I haven't have been having guests in the podcast because I'm like, these great people are honoring me with their presence. What am I able to give back? Mm-hmm. And before, that's why I would do photos for people, right? I'm like, yo, come do my podcast. I'll shoot photos because I can do that well for you. And I'll give you some portrait shots and that'll be the equivalent exchange. But then that was like, I don't believe in myself to even have them on the podcast. So this podcast is going to go nowhere until I'm like, I'm going to blow the fuck up and and come with it even though like i haven't grown as much as i would have liked to i've been doing it for a whole year you know what i have been i've been consistent Mm -hmm. i've kept growing my editing skills so like there's all this growth i'm not taking losing people or like not having listeners as an l because i'm just further developing and to me i'm not i before i would be bitter about it and be like man these motherfuckers don't even see me like this and when i was doing my youtube channel (laughs) which is so negative way to look at it and i didn't realize how that mentality was affecting me and then at the same time me thinking i was owed it 
was really hurting like the actual quality of the energy that I could actually put into it. So right. now I'm putting in like clean energy. I'm putting my whole heart into this because like you're saying, like this is finally the form of expression that I found like you with music mm -hmm. and I can't do anything less of a disservice than to not believe in this. I just started telling people last week I have a podcast. I share it on my Instagram, but those are all my friends and people in the streets. I would never. And that's why I needed Rodolfo. Because we'd be walking down the street, bro. 50-year-olds. What are you guys doing? We're doing things for our podcast. They're like, you have a podcast? Yep, here's the link. Check it out. Hey, follow <laughs> us and leave us a comment. I'm like, Rudy, this old lady, she doesn't care about what we got going on. He's like, you never know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that kind of energy, that just like, that's like a Red Bull to me. I'm just like, whoa, you know? And I can't even do that for myself yeah. in this. And I just started doing it last week, you know, where I was like, And that's why, again, I never finished telling you, like, I, I talked to Rudolph and I was like, hey, we need, like, you need to figure out what you love to do because I'm draining you for this podcast. I know you like doing it, but I know if I died, you would not do the podcast. And he was like, you're right. And I was like, we need to fucking sit down and help you find how we found the podcast. And he was like, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. You know what I mean? But he wasn't going to say that on his own. And I'm seeing him getting drained by me you know yeah and at first it was mutually beneficial for the both of us and then i started seeing that he was taking a loss and the way that my mind was going to interpret that is like rudolfo's not showing up he's not doing the work that's my first selfish thought that's what i was talking about earlier that was my first selfish thought but then i'm like i'm not like these people i'm different mm. i'm fucking harmony bro i'm trying to be that When I describe good, it's not me being happy, it's being the people around me happy, mm -hmm. right? And this podcast, for me, is to help people in ways that I didn't have as a kid, you know? Like that big brother, I don't want a fucking teacher telling my sister, you're a statistic, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, I'm a big brother to the world. I want to be that crazy uncle, you know? So I st then, so instead of me being evil like that, I look at it as bad, but even though it doesn't matter, but I was like, that was a selfish thought that came out in my mind. And I'm like, why is that the first thing that's coming to my mind? Because selfishness is always the first thing to strike because in a way, everybody's an engine because you need to be an engine in order to survive. That's in your DNA. That's ingrained in you. After that is like your soul, your makeup, what creation was intended to put into this vessel, which is very special, Right. So now that I had my thoughts with my en my engine, my gas, I'm like, okay, that thought came to me first because it's the easiest thought to put the blame off of me. And then I sat, bro, and I sat for days thinking about this for my friend because that's how much I care about him. Mm -hmm. And I go, I'm draining him. And I don't want to accept that fact because without him, I feel worthless, right? And once I made that realization, how could I keep making him show up and do the podcast even though he's having fun doing it? You know, so then we talk and I was like, I want you on, but when like I want you on in the way that I'm on and we're going to find whatever that is and he's still going to come and do check ins in the podcast because it's fun. Mm -hmm. But I'm helping focus my friend on that, you know, and if he can't do it for himself and if everybody around him is draining him, then that's where I have to step up and be like, even if you see this as a negative thing, it has to happen, you know, boom, intervention. So I feel like people aren't doing that. And I told him, like, that's my process of emotions, bro. Like, I was tearing up telling him all this so he understood where I was coming from.
So, and that's what men don't do anymore is let rational emotions speak, mm. right? Because I, I was going to say they don't talk with their emotions, but <laughs> like literally all violence is men, people talking with their emotions, right? But this is like, like I said, it took me a while to really re- reconcile these emotions and look at them through a lens of what I want good to be the reality of, you know? And I feel like I truly expressed that and I help change a little bit of reality, even if it's just around me. So that's the first step. Yeah. So now, and, and what is that first step? How do you see that? The, the first step just being able to have some sort of impact on the space around you. You can't, <laughs> you can't have an impact on, on, you know, I can't have an impact in Denver. I can't really have an <laughs> impact on TikTok, and you know, if, if I'm not, Ex- dude. And that's why I I think this is the reason that like people who are so like selfish, that's why a lot of the times they become really successful, is because they're oblivious to that. So then they're just like oh, trotting along. Think about how mo- think about how wealthy your soul would be if you never had a deposit. You were just exactly yeah yeah. But at the same time, I also see to me that's like such an unbalanced way of being that I wouldn't even wish that on my like. So now that then this is where the strife comes in as well for you as well as for me is like now that I realize like this is the first step. That's why we retreat. Right. And I always even when I text you, I'm like, hey, you still being a hermit or like I always use like hermitude words because I think there's a lot of power within that at the same time. Um, it's what you need to like bring yourself back up because what I feel like you're doing and what I'm trying to do is trying to step away from everybody. So I realize what my own input is because whenever, when you're out in the world, everybody's draining you, you lose that, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why I have to take time to think and get to that first step is like, who am I without all these things being the external forces around me? And that's where I try to find answers. Um, and I've been really talking about that on this podcast. Like that's the first step I'm like. Uh, if you're a listener, you'd like figure out who you are, and I'm. I do the steps that I use. Remember when I was talking about I was unlearning? Yeah. The last four or five months, I threw myself in a gauntlet for Photoshop, for Premiere Pro, for music producing. I bought a like a B, a B pad. Everything yeah. I ever wanted to do, I basically like dive bombed into that shit. I got a whole new workstation. I got a new new monitors. I'm I'm completely invested. My little brother's like, why are you spending all this money on stuff that I barely see you use or that you don't know how to use? I said, because I can no longer rely on people, on me having people to, to, to complete a job. I will pay people. I have no problem paying people. The only, the, the, the best experiences I've had collabing with people were engineers and studio sessions that i paid for mm-hmm. right fuck a free shit i don't care about anything free you can, you, <laughs> dude you talk free. just like you you're can, sounding like austin which i, li- you I can, love you can take you know, that free yeah. and stuff it up your ass because i'm yeah. i'm i can work and i can supply it so just seeing the people that was supposed to do it not do it and then me ask them okay okay gentleman that knows premiere pro okay gentleman that knows photoshop okay gentleman that knows this teach me if you don't want to work for me Right? You don't want to collab on on my vision. Teach me. Oh, you don't want to teach me? Teach myself. Now I I do everything myself because the best way to be a creative 
Now, this is if you don't have a budget. I'm speaking on mm-hmm. if you're poor, you don't have a budget, you're supporting your family, so your money your your money can go to frivolous things like creating music. As unfortunate as it is to say that. Mm-hmm. I feel more confident in my art and more happy in my creations now that I have nobody else doing anything because I have no body to disappoint me damn i have nobody to be like hey we're supposed to meet up we're supposed to do something oh it got canceled okay cool and then that's the end of that like unless i'm the person that is a follow-up mm-hmm. and i hate being that follow-up bro yeah my, my number one thing in my household my little brother knows i hate repeating myself i'd rather not talk if i have to repeat to somebody i'd rather not talk <laughs> my words is too valuable it's okay, not me okay. feeling. It's not me feeling myself. No, I like it's, it. I I value myself too much to keep saying, keep pleading. What am I pleading people pe- pleading for? You know what I mean? Yeah. If you want to be there, be there. If you don't want to be there, that's cool. You can see it on Instagram. You can see me on Facebook and some shit. You know what I mean? But my my plan way back ten years ago, twelve years ago, time machine. We're going back. We just graduated, two thousand ten. All the Africans around me, all the motherfuckers that got hella free time with no heart no ambition and no drive to see themselves in a better position i'm seeing odd future i'm seeing a lot of dope collective artists and not even a lot of them are artists just people that were around the artists that were like yo my homie got a dope ass idea and i believe in him so i'm willing to ride with him and see what it pans out but not being in being in the ecosystem where I was constantly the person saying community, community, let's care for each other. Yeah. And then constantly being the person that organized me and Sharif had this conversation a lot of times where it was literally me and this guy Sharif coming up with the ideas for what to do for fun shit. Mm-hmm. Literally we're in a car, we're in a crib with like seven to nine motherfuckers and nobody know what to do. Yeah. None of you guys have creativity. Like that's why I showed up here so you can take me somewhere. I have the same issue with like friends and groups and shit. And it's disgusting because yeah. it's like, yo, you have a brain. I'm I, I I'm around look, I'm around these people not because like I'm a kingpin and I'm making plans and these guys are like my hoodlums. Yeah. No, it's because I enjoy this person's soul, I enjoy his spirit, and I like his company. Whoever the, the people are, you know? If I enjoy your company, I'm trying to put you in a position where you're you're gonna flourish. I'm confident about myself to an extent where uh, it's the same as you. You're, you're confident in yourself to an extent where we have like a, a, a noise gate on. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, oh you, you thought you were dope. Put that yeah, shit back. Yeah, yeah. Crush that shit yeah. back like a, com- like a compressor. <laughs> but for, so you just want to see like, yeah, like my, my guy, my guy Zubair wanted to be like an artist. He never drew. Mm-hmm. I told him, well, start drawing. He's like, I, I didn't want to draw. I wanted to design clothes. Like, start designing clothes. I, think, I said, I literally told him, I said, I'd pay. I'll, I'll, I'll pay to have your designs created. But nobody wants to follow their dreams. Nobody wants to follow their heart. And then the sad thing is they see me doing it. And it's like, y'all are almost like, y'all are almost hurt by me continuing to believe in myself. That's what that. And that's exactly the people you cut out. Like I literally just fucking did a good cleaning season, bro. That's why I said I haven't fucked with nobody pretty much since last October. I've seen you. I've seen Rodolfo. I talked to Alec all the fucking time on the phone. Shout out, Alec. And I've hung out with Greg every once in a while. Mm-hmm. We live together. We have a good mutual thing going, but we don't have that closeness, you know? Um, and then my friends from high school 
that have were nice enough and kind enough to me that live in other states they just came i saw them yesterday mm -hmm. and now i'm seeing you again that's it bro i don't fuck with nobody and i'll go to the parties like with the old people that i used to hang out with and i love being around them and i and i'm like this is such a beautiful community for them i know i don't fit in here they don't mm -hmm. want to do any of the shit that i want to do and it makes me feel so bad like i'm a fucking fucking spass bro because yeah. rodolfo is the only link to that group that i have left mm -hmm. and then i'm around them and i'm like oh thank you for still being welcoming to me and stuff to a degree because as soon as i start opening up and as soon as i'm like yo why aren't you doing this why aren't you put that fucking weird shit away Isaac. yeah they're like well, we don't talk about away. that we don't talk about that right now bro like hit this coke we're good we're good man and yeah, it's just like that's literally what what caused me to rift between most of my friends because they they kept trying to do uh what the fuck is it not oxycontin perks they, they're big on perks and that's all downers right mm. I'm already a down motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. what the fuck I want some shit that's going to make me even more depressed. Well, the, and the the sad part about that is like me, too, the reason I'm creating this, that I created this podcast too is for that community. I will build the community from the ground up based on the ethos and the people of the ethos around me, mm -hmm. you know, and that, and that's a reason that like you're, I consider you my first guest right now. Right. As in this podcast, me being like all fucking about it. I believe in it. Uh, like I'm sharing it. Who you got a fucking baby? Does he got a Spotify account? Does he have a fucking my Apple podcast? Treat it like Coco Melon. Can that baby leave a review? Yeah. Okay. You know, like I don't Fast care, time. dog. Everybody knows. Like my neighbors. Yeah. Yo, listen to my podcast. I'll talk shit about you on fucking episode 267. <laughs> don't forget to leave a review, you know? Uh, so I, I think I'm at that point in my life now where I'm creating... I'm trying to create my own community and it's mm -hmm. a, you are part of my community. You are part of my ecosystem. But what I find when I find people like me that I'm like, bro, that's my brother. That's my soul. And that's the only people I'm fucking around with now these days is people like you, like my brothers, like Alec, we, the only thing that we have in common is spirituality. Like he's a fucking, you know, like we have nothing else in common besides that. And, and we, uh, he's one of the friends that I've been with for the longest and another one of my brothers, but now it's time for him to go spread everything that we cultivated in our time together. And we love each other. And that's why I check up on you. Like I check up on you like every, every like three to six months. Mm -hmm. I check up on Alec, um, whenever I would say like every other week, you know, and he checks up on me like in the same similar fashion, but we normally talk every day cause we have a lot of spiritual stuff that we got to unpack because we cannot pack it with anybody else. And, and those are like the nature of my friends now, you know, like, and it sucks. And I'm really sad about it because I don't have that group of guys. I don't have that apartment anymore where I'm like, yo, what are we doing? You know, like, where are we going to fucking expand our minds? And I'm like, we've now all brought ourselves up to the point where you need to like go spread your wings out. And the unfortunate part about that is like, it's hard to feel part of a community you know, and it's hard to feel like wholesomeness because I do want to be part of that group. I do want to be part of like that collective. But what I'm realizing now is like I have to build it. I'm not joining anybody's collective. I'm building this collective in the way that I fucking want it to look like. And I'm and the people in the collective are the ones that have like a very similar thing or they're harmonious in the way about it and that won't abuse it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're like part of like my six group collective right now, <laughs> you know, uh, and there's only five other people that I consider <laughs> be part of this collective, you know, what you said, what you said about the collect collective, 
there's certain people that we know um, that graduated from our high school, for example, that they're just in a specific group of people that they all work really well with each other. And they've remained friends. They've remained consistent. They've remained like to the betterment of each other. It always seems like they're checking up on each other and like the camaraderie from the outside looking in looks like, oh, they really care about each other. The thing that's really weird for me is the things that I've desired the most in my life have always been the furthest from me. And now that I'm getting to the point that I am now, I'm starting to realize it's it's a sign for me to do two things. Either accept that what is for others may not be for me. I may just be an isolated person that's just like a... Um, Rather than a person that's a part of a company, I'm like a hire on. What do they call that? A uh, freelance. Yeah. I just feel like a freelance human being in <laughs> a lot of people's communities. Nobody wants me to be a permanent fixture in their community. You know what I mean? From like the people that I've been, not not counting you, yeah, from yeah. like the friends, the social groups that I was a part of before. I understand what you're saying. Nobody yeah. wanted me to remain because it's easy for you to check in on, check in on somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I'm If I'm constantly the person checking in on people, but admittedly, it is to my to my fault because when you're a generator and you have to run run away and charge up, people take that isolation and they run with it. If there's certain people that if you don't speak to them after a certain amount of days, then you're you're dead. <laughs> you don't exist anymore. Yeah, and it's really odd because I don't know. I don't know if maybe it's because I've always had family back home that I was communicating to from here. So I was able to love from far away. Yeah. I was able to love my grandma and my auntie and my uncle and never have seen them my entire life. Bro, can I tell you something that I feel bad about that I I, I somehow want to reconcile is my family in Mexico is dead to me. The the ones that like have stayed in touch mm-hmm. and the ones that are like part that have checked up on my mom and stuff. My mom gives love to everybody, bro. She's you know how immigrant yeah. things are like you're always sending money back that's another reason immigrants are always broke it's like you're not just maintaining your family you here support you're supporting a fucking yeah a community of people who sh- all they do is share your blood but some of them are so toxic and i already did this to my whole family because once you become a man hey primito you know mm-hmm. let me wear a little bit of money here you know and you're never gonna get that money back it's not borrowed, so, uh, just send me something yeah so those people are dead to me and i i i killed the relationship in a good way with anybody that ever asked me for money i always gave them half of what they asked for and i told them never ask me for money again this is free this is yours you don't need to pay it back don't ever ask me for money again that's it (laughs) and dude it works like a fucking miracle because it's always like i'll pay you back i'll do this no and then and i've had only two people ever call me back and these people, to me, I see them as leeches, right? Because not once when me and my mom were homeless here, did they ever help us out. Not once, ne- never checked up on us. Like, we could have fucking been dead. We experienced terrible shit. Nobody fucking even emotionally wanted to check up on us Im- like that. Immigrants' perspectives on, on <coughs> those of on those of their people that have made it to America is really convoluted. Yeah. My, even my cousins like you're back leaving home, your home, they're literally thinking like, like my dad paid for my cousins 
all four of their brothers to get um, taxi licenses so they could mm-hmm. drive and then basically pay them to get help them secure the whips and then like so he already sent the youngest br- uh, sibling money to get his license all three of the older siblings got their licenses and been driving and making money he asked my dad for money again like three months later talking about mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my license and my dad's like you think I'm an idiot yeah he's Bro, like I literally sent you they leech you like that and they think you're in America and it's like you oh you you're rich you're wealthy beyond your means and in many ways you are but in many ways you're not yeah you, you can know? live on you can live on less easier in America but it means that you don't you you always have a spare amount like you don't have a, a surplus to give yeah it's like bro i can live on i can eat top ramen and wheat bread with butter <laughs> and send my family yeah all and my money. people do that dude the people do that and i i literally put a stop to that i was like i'm not going to be part of that cycle mm-hmm. my, 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 i always tell my little brother this i said regardless of the situation that you're in if you're at fault before you come up with an excuse take and acknowledge that you made it you made an error and always apologize that's what i try to do at least so if i know i fucked up before me trying to be like yo isaac man mom mm-hmm. i'm gonna be like yo, i apologize for wasting your time <laughs> i didn't i didn't intend for that to happen and your time means a lot to me so my apologies dude i you're my friend that i actually learned that most through because i used to just be an excuse machine any mistake was never my fault and i didn't even learn that until like when i was like 19 20 is when i started making that realization it's like oh i blame everything on everybody else mm-hmm. thanks mushrooms but like before that i was just so selfish about that or like something would happen and i didn't realize why my life was so shitty was because i was like oh nothing's ever my fault so i don't yeah. ever need to change i, God, I don't that, need to expand that my was mind. me that was me you know? Isaac, that was me and then what 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 had me look at myself was that on the on the outside looking in for other people like whenever it was two friends bickering and i'm trying to mediate or it's somebody doing something that i didn't like nobody ever would apologize <laughs> never no not not one and for me i'm not looking for anything i wasn't looking for money back if it was like i never got paid mm-hmm. i wasn't looking for like oh y'all 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 had a session and didn't hit me you know what i mean it wasn't for this material. can for, i guess what it was what what was it acknowledgement that's just i just wanted to, to know that i matter to people Dude. My my entire life, I just wanted to know that I matter to people. But the people that I always put around me, most of the time, they don't make me feel like I matter. The two people, I'll say the two people that I consider friends that make me matter, you and Greg. I say my friend Andy, he's like an older dude. Mm-hmm. He I, I met him through music. I performed at a, a super, super in my head, super depressed one day. I went to an open mic. Um, I met DJ Felonius, super cool DJ, uh, and then it was like open mic, so I performed a song, and I had the entire venue going crazy, and I'm telling you, I didn't even look at the audience when I was performing, because I was just so like lost in myself, and then I had a standing ovation, and dude walked up to me, and he's like, yo bro, my name's Andy, how you doing, da da da, that's the first time I met him, and then ever since then, I took him to the studio one time. We 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 worked. We we got like five six songs together. He's he's a he's an upstart dude. He got me my first. He got me that that spot at uh, that performance at the. Uh, oh okay okay okay. At that Ballard. I know who you're talking and, about now. And who and who better to communicate from uh, and represent my black ass than a ca- Caucasian gentleman <laughs> upstart was, yeah, like yeah. Andy? You know what I mean? So I just appreciate that he barely knew me, and he was willing to give me a shot. He hit me up on Instagram and it's like, yo, bro, I have. 
a, a, a slot and I was thinking like I love your performance and I don't really know you like that but I was trying to see if you would and I'm like bro nobody nobody that I've no, no, nobody I've known has ever even offered me something like that bro like of course Damn. I appreciate that and ever since then he's been I, I kicked it with him at his crib him and his wife uh, they live in uh, somewhere in Seattle I don't mm-hmm. know somewhere in Seattle but like just the the amount of like love and good energy I felt in that house was Bro, something yeah. that I haven't felt in such a long time without feeling guilty about it. What do you do when your bank account goes zero? Your bank account's in the negative. You, you, fucking you, work, bro. You, you look at, before that though, you look at all your your previous transactions and you see what the where the fuck the money went, mm-hmm. right? So after like I, true, I couldn't true. fall asleep, I, after I, I, I passed out, when I woke up all groggy, I was like, where, what the fuck am I doing? Where's my energy going, bro? I have an immense amount of energy. You do. But I spend most of it just moping through shit because I'm thinking, oh man, the way people view me is is unfortunate. The, the, I, I wish I was more successful. I keep wishing and I keep trying to do things. For example, look, my 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 thing with my my thing was eating. Ever since I was little, if I feel like I haven't completed something if i feel like i haven't done an a, achievement and an objective whatever i didn't complete something i don't have an appetite my mind's wired like that if i didn't feel like hey man i went out and i went to work or i did some shit like i got work done mm-hmm. then i forget i'm ravenous because every other time i'm i have a bottomless hole but my mind my mind won't let me eat until i've completed something it's weird it's like a reward Whoa. so what happens when my mind is refusing to give me a reward when I'm so down in the dumps, I'm so negative, I'm so uh, uh, recycling all that. Uh, it's like a perpetual cycle of, 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 of negative. And then there's no reward. I get no endorphins. I don't have no fucking appetite. Wow. Then then for like two, three weeks, I won't eat anything other than maybe like a meal a day. Just substance? Just because I'm so frustrated. I literally have food in front of me. My family is begging me to eat. And I'm literally like... Bro, I'm so I'm, I'm at wit's end because I can't eat. The craziest thing is for me, you described exactly the reason I binge eat, but just that's why I told you we're in the mirror. I always yeah, said that. yeah, you do always say that because for me it's the opposite. Like I, when I'm not creating that dopamine or all those things, and I don't know where anything's going, the only thing that I didn't have, and I I I I did think about this once. I was like, how come Khalid doesn't have this problem? He grew up hungry. He grew up poor too, like as an immigrant. But for me, survivor's I'm like, guilt. Oh. Because when I was little living in America, I always was mad about myself, Isaac. Because mm. I was like, bro, I know there's plenty of cousins, relatives back home that are way taller, more f- skilled. Like maybe they don't get. Because when I was younger, bro, I lived, my, 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 my emotions got to me a lot. Mm-hmm. I get frustrated really easily. So I'd be like, how come I don't learn shit quick, bro? How come I'm, I'm doing a math problem and my first thing to do is punch the desk? That's That was me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, you know what I mean. I'm not yeah. taking the time to be patient and figure things out. So I would be like, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe I'm the wrong one. Maybe God, God messed oh, up. Oh shit. Maybe another. If 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 my cousin was here instead, he would have been killing shit out here, Bro. and then the whole family would have been out here. Yeah. I would have been out here with him. Dude. But then since it's me, I'm the I'm the reason why everything's stuck. I'm the reason why my family is not excelling as high, because I was supposed to be the golden child. But every time I try to do some shit, I fuck up. Damn. 
So that's what always ate me alive, survivor's guilt. I feel like I didn't deserve to be alive a lot of times. And at, and at a young ass age, bro, I'm talking like 11, 12 years old. Like, it, somebody that age shouldn't be thinking about shit like that. That's something that I, I figured out later on. But at an early age, I was always mad about myself, bro. I'm like, I wish I could do more. But nigga, when you're a kid, you can't, you can only do so much. If your parents, for example, if your parents are divorcing, you can be mad as fuck as all you want. You can't do nothing to change that. I was a parent, I was a, a son of an immigrant. One parent was here, one parent was back home. There was no other support network out here. I couldn't do anything. So all my childhood was miserable because I wanted to, I lost my grandma. I remember talking to my great grandma on the phone and then wanting to see her. And then I remember her passing away like a month, two months later and my uncle being in his room crying and me thinking, damn, bro, am I never going to meet anybody that I'm related to? Are they all just going to die or am I going to die? And I'm just going to be like my entire existence when I'm like in the afterlife going to be like, well, you were born in a refugee camp. You went to Texas where nobody loved you, where you're hated by everybody. You know what I mean? And then, then you died. You didn't meet anybody. Bro, surrounded by and, and all of my friends. This is this is the worst part about it. All of my friends growing up had massive families. Every one of my friends had multiple siblings. I was an only child of a single mom. Not like my parents were divorced, but my dad was all the way back in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't do nothing to change that situation. I was literally just stuck. So my entire entire childhood, I felt stuck, and I felt like I was the cause of that. Damn. So that's why I could never eat because eat for me is a reward. Eat for me is good. And yeah, good that, is good is for somebody that deserves it. Damn. Be, for me, I exactly what you described, and then I'll just eat. <laughs> and then it creates a dopamine, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I wish. Uh, now I got titties. <laughs> but, uh, man, all the shit that you're describing, because I have survivor's guilt in a different way, and I think the thing that's different in the way, because there are a lot of, you were indebted in a way back to your family, but my family, I have nothing to be indebted to for because they're all fucking, besides my uncles here, mm-hmm. they're all dead to me <laughs> because they literally like their big reason that me and my mom had to come to the United States in the first place oh, yeah. was violence and trauma and shit. And at the same time, they also like leeching off of us when we barely had anything to skim off by. They didn't give a fuck, right? Because we're in America, right? They never, so. Opportunists. Now that I understand that as a grown up, like for me, I have no remorse towards them in that sense. I'm like, you hungry? Because you're fucking a piece of shit. (laughs) That's why you're hungry. I don't give a fuck if we've got the same blood. I've met people that have no blood related to me that treat me way better than you boom new family that's how i see that right but where my guilt comes in is like i had a lot of traumas but i saw hello crazy shit bro and then people to happen around me right like i'm like one cousin away from getting dick raped you know what i mean like penetrated like just one fucking kid away bro you know what i mean so like i see that shit be happening to them and yeah, you know, man, I got touched up a little bit when I was a young kid, but like compared to what I be, I seen, bro, like, holy shit, dog. So for me, like the survivor's guilt is like never like accepting my trauma as trauma. Yeah. Because like I've seen crazy shit, but I was like, the, yeah. The other guys had it worse. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, I played with a dead body, you know, twice in my life. I played with dead bodies as a child, but I didn't die. And one of them, I saw them get killed by the husband, bro. 
Like this woman got killed by her husband and my mom tried to help her and the woman was like don't you mess in my relationship and she got killed with a frying pan seeing that i've never ever been like i have to deal with that what i learned trying to unpack all this shit and like why i feel the way that i do and this guilt is like i don't even feel like i'm supposed to be here mm-hmm. you know like i don't even feel like i belong here like i'm like yeah, oh impos- you want to man yeah and then also the survivor guilt you know like and I do think about it. I'm like, my some of my family, they have it still way worse. And I do think about that in that sense. So then I feel like I can never complain. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my biggest issues. Like, I feel like I can never complain and let out steam or be sad, which actually ends up being worse because then I end up in this dark hole, you know, this depressive hole because I'm not, I can't let that out. I can't let people know that I'm hurting because I'm their pillar. I'm propping them up. I'm helping them out. And at the same time, how lucky am I to even be able to get this opportunity? And then the same thing that you said, there's people that could have done it better. That's always in my head. Mm-hmm. And like, damn, why? I would. They powerful. probably would have done it better. And then I just start knocking myself down without realizing like, oh, holy shit. No, wait, I support not just my whole family, but like a whole ecosystem and back do, in. And you do you know a pretty I mean? darn good job at you it know? too. Yeah. It's like, bro. Yeah, you're fucking, you did dinner to your uncle a little bit late, but look at how you fucking cleaned up the house. Look at how all this shit, and that's how you like, like you just brought yourself up and then somebody mm-hmm. comes and tries to knock you down. And those are the type of people that I either like try to express or express my emotions and be like, hey, this is how you're hurting me. You need to cut that shit out. And then after a little bit, I give them a few chances and then just swoop, I close those blinds and you're dead to me. And in the best way possible, because I'm not like, I fucking hate you. Like, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, yo, I love you. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what we were talking about this entire, this entire conversation about just people that we consider very close to us. But then the their perspectives of our, like, what we mean to them is different than what they mean to yeah. us. Yeah. And that's why you like... I've been cutting that out of my life and it's been kind of lonely, bro. Like this past couple of months, I've, I've been doing a lot of growing and mostly everybody that listens, it, the, the continued listeners, which I'm glad there's at least fucking, you got about 80 heads listening to you <laughs> constantly, you know, so I'm just letting you know that. Uh, 80 to 114. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, man, I've been talking about this all this time. And I I think something that I haven't brought up because I try to always be positive is like I'm in a lot of pain here because I feel like I don't have a community. Mm -hmm. Like I even try to start a community with guys, which is random people I met. They're all younger people that I know that are going to be in a way generators. They're all like leaders. They're all their own thing. Kind of how I was describing us earlier. I got to find a cool name for that because it's like we come into each other's lives, collaborate, like have this good thing. Like it's all love. I love you, you know, like anytime you would call me or something, I'm there for you. I know I could call you as the same, but I try not to abuse that, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not around each other like once a week like Rodolfo, right? He's just lost in his own shit, so I'm just there to pr- be stable for him. But mm-hmm. we provide good energy for each other. Absolutely. In the sense that is like, we love doing the same shit. So for me, I'm like, yo, I want to go do a photo shoot. And he's like, let's go. And then we help each other out in that right i'm like hey i'm filming this video he's like let's go film that video or like outdoor working out right so we have those commonalities where we're benefiting each other but i don't hang out really hang out with Rodolfo like just to go sit around and have a drink or just to go eat lunch and that's how i'm doing that now with everybody like yo what is what's something that you want to do that i might get something from and vice versa i think it's at this point it was almost like a joke people would make like oh when you're getting older in your years you're gonna have less time with your friends it's not you have less time for your friends it's just your time means more to you yeah so i want to do some dope shit when i see somebody i don't want to hey i haven't seen this person for a set amount of time let's sit down in one spot and not do anything constructive yeah to be honest with you 
I haven't really been present in a lot of my closest friends' lives. I realize that now. I spend a majority of my time being a pessimist <laughs> and 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 uh, laying in my own self-loathing that I missed a lot of opportunities. That's just why I feel a little spicy now because the reason why I, I put myself in those positions was I was waiting for you know you know for example. There'd be times where I was very frustrated about a situation, mm-hmm. very mad and upset, and I would go to my house, I'd be, I'd be home or I'd go home, and I would just hold myself in my room and wait for somebody to ask me, how are, are you okay? I didn't feel it was appropriate for me to go into some, to approach my mom or approach my uncle and be like, I'm upset this happened. Oh. So if nobody asked me, it made me feel even worse. Got you. Because I had nobody to express it to. Are you at the point now that you're like, hey, I'm just hurting myself doing this? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now at this point, I just acknowledge <laughs> that it's just it's just hurting me. It's just making me more bitter. So I've already, like, a little bit, it's similar to how you said um, they're dead to me. For me, it's not they're dead to me. And <laughs> That's it's not, so bad. It's, I want to change It's so not just my family. That, yeah. No, I agree with that yeah. sentiment, though. It's I'm just numb to it. Mm. I'm numb to the arguing for other people, you know. I'm, I'm numb to to other people being unhappy and me trying to alleviate that whoever it is it can be an it can be somebody i'm dating it can be it can, i think you know what i mean yeah but because for, for example my my last relationship mm-hmm. the, the, the one you the one you met she was a very very beautiful woman uh, beautiful yeah. spent so much so much time in the beginning of the relationship me trying to be the foundation the fortifier the you're upset you're not feeling good there's a lot of health complications. Mm-hmm. I was always present for that. Cool. I love doing that. And then the second half of the the relationship, I wasn't feeling so good. I was kind of going through it. And then the energy I was getting was, I don't want to hear it. Go to a therapist. I don't know what to tell you. But Bro. but the other hand was, please stay up all night with me and let me and, do and my let me wallows. and <sighs> yeah and let me let me. I've, there was so many nights where I had work the next day or I had a test or I had something really important and I was forced to stay on the phone and just listen to somebody wallowing in self-pity and, and have me along there for the ride to accompany it. So, but then it would never be reciprocated. So never in my friendships, never in my uh, romantic relationships and never in my familial relationships have I ever had that. How do you think that's affected my perspective on just relationships in general and and human contact in general yeah that's got to make you pretty jaded it's almost not even jaded i just feel Mm. like because i put all the again i don't put the blame i'm doing less of this but i didn't put the blame on other people i'd always put it where on myself yeah so then i'm always thinking what's wrong with me to the point where i cannot maintain a healthy relationship with any other human being where even the people that are best friends with me, my guy, like my guy Sharif, like we haven't mm-hmm. seen each other for months. Anytime I try to kick it with anybody that matters to me, there's always something that has to come up. Regardless if it's me, them, or the universe, it'll literally be like my car didn't work. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll literally be something crazy where it's just like the universe is kind of telling me, nah, bro, you just. Do you think. That's why I kind of don't like the, the hermit thing because yeah. I've that's literally been my identity since high school. Everybody's, oh, you're a hermit, huh? Like. You mm. must be super mystic and have wisdom. <laughs> nah, my nigga, I'm in pain. Yeah, you do are super mystic and have wisdom as well, though. 
but, but more excruciating yeah. pain than all that well, because the mysticism only applies to other people you can yeah. never you can never i was watching an anime this is the funny shit. i was watching an anime where the dude gets is is isekai where the dude wakes up he's in a whole nother world bullshit right mm-hmm. that's like a, a million animes with that plot line well in this universe there's a, a, a priest she has holy magic so she can pray and and cure people but her p- prayers don't work on herself so the twist is, after she heals this whole town of like some devil shit, at the end of the episode, she gets the fucking shit. <laughs> so then now they're like, they Nobody gotta find some somebody her, to heal yeah. her. So that's literally like my, like how I always felt. For other people, I can process the problem, I can see the, the the issue, and I can find a solution. For myself, it's like I spend too much time, not even unsure what the fuck the problem is. That mm-hmm. I don't even know where to like, where do I even approach the solution from? You want to know what the the worst realization I've made is that I just have to do it for myself. And it hurts so bad just to acknowledge it. I actually cried over it. Mm-hmm. I was like, like fucking mucus coming out my fucking nose, bro. Um, because I, I had a similar realization. Like the one that you're saying right now is just like, I in a way had to accept that I can't even nobody can help me because and as as stupid as this sounds right uh because everybody I'll and to a point feels this way is like nobody understands me and right? no one, and, and to an extent we can't yeah we yeah. can we we can never and fully I, extend know each other but we, we can only offer is love and care yeah, and understanding but the worst part and I think that what amplifies the fuck out of this for people like us is that for generators I guess is that you are able to help people to an extent that you wish somebody else was able to help you through that that causes even more pain because I feel like people who feel like everybody feels misunderstood to a point, but I don't think a lot of people are able to see that they can alleviate somebody's pain just by even noticing something because you actually care about the people you pay attention to them Mm -hmm. and you can alleviate some of the pain or making them happier or whatever even with a little fact or a notion, you know, being more interesting, making life just a little bit spicier and, and, and realizing that you're doing that and how much you actually crave for somebody to do that for you. Bro, when I realized that there was nobody that was ever going to do that for me, I just fucking was bawling and crying and it hurts. It and hurts. Uh, it was the worst feeling I felt in the world. And at first I was angry and then I, and I was like, I'm not fucking with nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was in North Carolina. I'm like, nobody. And I was just in my apartment doing my own thing. I got hella fucking buff, bro. But then I got fat cause I started abusing food again. But, uh, cause it's a cycle. I didn't actually fix anything because I cut everybody out. And then I'm like, I don't have anybody mm-hmm. even worse because at least before I was maintaining friendships, you know, mm-hmm. And friendship, friendships even when there. they were toxic i would maintain the toxic friendships because i didn't know i didn't want to be alone that's the that's the big that's the big thing that keeps you that keeps you from from moving forward for me those have been so many dope projects and so many opportunities that i held behind just because i was like nah bro, i just don't feel like i'm like i feel like i'm too skinny like at a certain point i feel like i was too thin to be on camera Oh, I wasn't shit. feeling healthy. I wasn't feeling good. I was like, I don't want to be on camera. Everybody's look because the first comment is always, "How come you don't eat?" But people don't want to understand the trauma behind it. They just think that like nigga just eat a cheeseburger, but they don't understand like I eat, I have an appetite, but it's just at certain times there's a switch that hits, mm. unless I and unless I fulfill a, a prerequisite, 
I'm not able to get something from it. Interesting. And and, and my mental my mentality is not I'm not always I don't always have the mind to okay, let me go achieve something. I have an I have an idea. Let me sure. let me accomplish something. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, bro, I'm too tired to do I something. I have I have a mirror uh, a mirror exercise. If we're supposed to be mirrors, right? Because I have an exercise when I binge to not binge eat. I've only binged tw- two times in the last ten weeks. To me, that's a huge win. You know what I mean? Uh, and the last binge that I had, I didn't even consider it a binge. I just went a jack in the box. Normally, I get ten piece spicy chicken nugget, and then I get the spicy jack sandwich. Then I get a medium curly fries. Yeah, two good. tacos. And then uh, a McFlurry. No, no, the the Oreo thing that they have. Yeah, the Oreo thing that they have. And then. uh, Frosty. Yeah. Yeah. And then I drive to Wendy's and I get a Baconator because I like their meat burgers. I don't like Jack in the Box's meat burgers. Then I get a Baconator. Then to top it all off, I'm like, I already ran out of fries. Who makes hella bomb fries? Then I go to California Burrito and I get carne asada fries. Oh, they're $5 thing? Yeah. That used to be way better. So now that's my typical binge. Last time I went to Jack in the Box, I got two tacos and a chicken sandwich. Okay. You know what it's I mean? Quite a bit, quite of a slim down from the original. So menu. I was like so proud that I could stop there, you know, and I was just like, and, and, and kind of like how you were saying, like, I don't even know I'm driving there until I'm turning and I'm like, am I really here? <laughs> and now it feels dirty, right? I'm like, am I going to do it? <laughs> so now I'm it's on like, camera. <laughs> you know, I was like, I might as well. You know, and I'm just like, fuck. And the next thing I know, like after all the dopamine hits, I look around me and I'm like, fucking my tits are sweating. And I'm just like, what have I done? You, you know, like then it hits me like, what the fuck did I just do? You, you, you know, it's a, uh, something my my little brother commented on um, two different times. OK, one I brought um, there's a, a tech. How do you say a uh, restaurant in Spanish? Taquerito, what's the word? I can pull it up off my, off my Uber Eats. Uh, give me a second. There you go. I'm to pull it up. There's a there's a Mexican restaurant right by my house that I've been picking up from. That's like really 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 good. And I just like brought home a bunch of food both different both times. And then I set my little brother up because both you know all the parents are at work and stuff. So it's just me and my brother at home. My little brother's eating his food, and then it, I go straight from washing my hands to washing the dishes to mopping the kitchen. You, 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 you get what I'm saying? No. It, like, we, I wash my hands to eat food. And then I went oh. straight to doing dishes. And then I started mopping the kitchen. Oh, shit. And then I went into the garbage out. And my little brother's like, bro, t- take care of yourself. Eat. But my brain's hardwired. I like, I got to do something first. So you're doing a task because you have to feel like you earned your meal. Weird, yeah. Right? But then now what you have to do is like, uh, you're expressing it in a material way. Which in a way has to be like a, a shadow version of it because that's the easiest thing for your mind to do in order to earn a meal but what really what you're craving inside your head is your own affirmation that you are good enough mm-hmm. so then what you have to do is you have to do verbal affirmations that could be your new check-in where you just do three words like this is what i've and not just today it's like this is what i've been going through and this is what i've, I've gotten past Right, so, so whatever. Talk dirty to like, a cheeseburger. But I'm about to split you in half. <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> 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 but it, it has to have to do with something that like you know that you like. So for me, 
what I do, uh, which I was like, what is the mirror version for you? Because for me, like when I'm about to eat and binge, the first thing I do is like, stop. Why am I eating? Mm. And then I'm like, that's a good question. Okay. My body needs nourishment. So I need to honor it. And then I go. And the reason I need to honor it is because these are the tasks that I want to do. This is the energy that I require. But also this is what I've accomplished. So th- now that works in two ways because then then I get the green light. Boom. I can eat. Right. Mm-hmm. But then stop. Why am I eating? And I'm just like, oh, my body doesn't need nourishment. I'm, I'm actually not that hungry. I'm actually really upset. <laughs> and I'm really sad. And I feel like shit. And I need this dopamine and I need this energy. And I'm like, okay. I'm not going to eat. But now I just brought myself down, right? And I'm like, but what have you done this week that's amazing? And I'm like, okay, I did went to work out yesterday. I woke up hella early today, which is why I'm drained. And then and then I do three things that I've done really well, even within the past week or month. Mm-hmm. And that's all you need, bro. So like you just, three things. You can go f- as far back as a month. If you haven't done any positive for yourself and as far back as a fucking month, that's the first sign that you need to go fucking take care of yourself, bro. Go to the spa. Go get a massage. Get your hair you know did, I mean? nails like, did, everything. If you can't find something positive from a month, that's a first signal, bro. And then from there, if you can't even find a positive thing in a month, what's the most positive thing? Gorge this bitch down. Blah, boom. Then you just had food and you just n- nurtured yourself. Yeah. But now you're doing, instead of doing like physical tasks or anything, the way that you go about eating should be like doing maintenance from within yourself uh positively then you do those check marks so instead of mopping sweeping then you're like how's khalid doing today you know and then once you get the three check marks then you're eating and now you're like positively affirming thing because i see that as a mirror Mm -hmm. because for me i have to look externally Mm -hmm. what has happened that i cannot eat right now that I want to eat right now because it's for me is gorging myself to fucking oblivion, bro. Like, I don't even know sometimes how I could eat so much. <laughs> and, and then when I'm eating like with normal, yo, this is how bad my binging has been before. I'll be eating a meal with people and I'm already thinking what I'm about to go eat. You know, so sometimes I'm like, damn, I won't be able to eat this Baconator. I love Baconators. I won't be able to eat. And that's just my fast go to because if I have time, bro, I'll go like on an extravaganza across the city. I'll go get sushi fucking... Um, in in queen anne where my favorite sushi spot is then i'll get half a pizza at windy city pie that's all the way up like fucking by green lake and i'm living in the mornings yo mind you i eat half the pizza give it to homeless guys i feel better about myself Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it gets wild and then people are like damn you don't eat that much like you're really big for somebody who doesn't eat that much and i'm just like bitch because you don't know what i'm about to go eat you think i want to waste these calories on this fucking piece of shit meal you dumb fuck and like my mind just starts thinking like that and i'm just like ah like that's the gorging mentality and then it just like not without realizing right that the only reason i'm doing this is because i as a little kid it was the only thing i could not attain was foods culinary foods i would watch on tv and i was like you notice you notice me and you both exhibit two of the deadly sins yeah wow no not until now yeah, not until I'm now. I'm always on my ass, always talking about shit, but never doing anything. Bro, that's crazy. I never really thought about I didn't that. I not think about it either until... Yeah, now it's making sense. But yeah, and I, I have that issue because I look at that as a child, right? That's how where it was formed. 
That's so weird. Though. And then, well, and then you have to think about it because, <laughs> like, for me, it was formed like that. It's like this unattainable thing. I would see ramen in television, like Dragon Ball C, and I was like, what does that taste like? Yeah. You know, and then it's just like in my mind, and then actually being hungry, and you just have to eat beans. I just saw Goku fucking take down some sensu beans and like 20 fishes, bro. Yeah. Like, where's fish here? I live in a desert, <laughs> you know? Like, like I, nah, you I don't know. You, you, you know, know the funniest shit? My, my dad, so, you know, my dad doesn't live with my, my mom, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they live separate, so. My dad, a couple weeks ago, unprovoked, whereas me and my little brother were playing soccer with him and we came back to his house to eat lunch. Unprovoked, he's like, man, I'm surprised you stopped. Uh, he's like, we were just talking about like my childhood. And he's like, yeah. I told him how like my, because my mom was raising me like religious, uh, uh, Muslim, but very religious or conservative. So it was like you know, dancing, instruments, music, colorful mm-hmm. lights. You know what I'm saying? I'm being a little facetious, yeah, but I got you. But like, those are all bad. But my dad was like, you know, I'm surprised that you stopped dancing. He's like, because when you were little, you I was known in like my whole village as the dancer, busting Michael Jackson moves, and I was a singer. Think about that. Back when I was four or five, six years old, I was a singer. I was known as a singer in my in my village. Damn. So music's always been something that's been a part of me. And it's just taken you up until now to like really rediscover. And it's always been with me, Damn, but it's, I was yeah, never allowed. Yeah. The only form of music I was ever allowed to exercise was hip hop. That's really. Fun. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to do classic Damn. music. I wasn't allowed to go to actual school for music to learn an actual environment. So what's the the street street music? That's what you learn yourself. It's through poetry. It's through your life experiences. It's from the rhythm of the of the beat. It's pouring out your heart. It's 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 the the. It's the how smooth and slick the lines sound, but how sharp the meanings behind the words are. That's beautiful. So that's literally what drew me to hip hop because it was like, this is something I can do by myself at home. I can text Sharif and freestyle Sharif and get these lines off of my head and in a way where I wouldn't be able to. I, I don't have no uh, recorder playing hot cross buns, you mm-hmm. know? That makes sense. Damn, bro. I That's a really good... I really appreciate you sharing all that, you know. I feel like even now I understand you at a deeper level, which I'm really I, I, I don't for. speak about this yeah. shit to anybody either, so this is like well, literally... I, I was going to say uh, before we went on on these tangents and shit, because the thing that I, was, that I was also trying to build up to was that I did find cutting everybody else out was super important, but a thing that I saw when I was looking at my... I'll just say my bank account of emotions and I kept being like in my negative. Right. Right. Was because the only thing separating me from uh, the people draining me and me is I was never telling people about my things because I don't want to bother them with like, damn, I'm feeling down. And then it's like, what if they're having a good time? And and then I just send this text and shit. And what I realized was like, I'm going to go ahead and do it, too because it's part of being of a community and since i crave being part of a community i have to also participate like the community but the way that i started to be towing into it was like i'm just going to be mindful about it right and then that just kind of allows me to open up and i never really actually have faced anything bad like people that before i was like yo fuck you you know they're actually like alec is one of the big those persons right Alec is never gonna gonna he's like my brother he's never gonna be like uh gonna stop and be like are you okay he's the kind of guy's like come on shut the fuck up and keep going Mm -hmm. right and through him I learned 
because I was devastated when I, I, in early in our, our friendship, this girl broke up with me and I loved her. Mm-hmm. I thought I loved her. Uh, and he came and gave me a hug. He like embraced me and I was crying and he was like, it's okay, bro. And I just hugged him back and he's like, you got 10 seconds. <laughs> but you know, like even he understood what that I needed that, but it was that clear at that point. And then we created a dialogue where I'm like, where I'm like, Hey, I need you. You know what I mean? And he's like, all right, I'm free fucking Tuesday. And recently I was really proud because usually I can just tell being around him. And the other day he hits me up and he's like, I need to talk. And I'm like, all right, bro, give me two minutes. And he's like, uh, no, this is going to be a long one. Hit me up tomorrow. And then we went over what was wrong and shit. But like, I'm so happy that with him, I learned how to do that because he's the worst person to be anything with because he's the kind of guy that's like, yo, fucking lock that down. Let's climb this fucking mountain. Then we'll fucking cry about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's always so task oriented. He's able to put all that shit away and not even let him affect him. Like when he's like, yo, put this away. He really means that it's not like at the back of his head, like your father didn't love you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't exist to him. That's, like, the power of his mentality so strong, bro. That's why he's one of my best friends and one of the people that I look up to the most. His will is unwavering. And he, that's, and I noticed that strength relies when, that you, you find that strength when, you, when you're when you not a, as, as an empath to everybody. Yeah. And you don't give a fuck about people, you can access that. Yeah. When you, when you spend, when you invested so much of your time thinking that the proper way is to channel like, hey guys, just let me know. I feel like a fucking therapist at school. All right, guys, it's 6 p.m. <laughs> you can hit me up and like I, I, I used to have people all the time, like you mentioned. Yeah, I, you're uh, definitely I, I one of those you. friends. People hit me up. Oh, six o'clock, somebody. Seven o'clock, somebody. Eight o'clock, somebody. And next thing and you then, know, you didn't do anything for yourself. And just like you said, I would feel guilty. Like I don't, I don't want to make somebody else's day feel worse. Because when I was younger, I would freely express myself. I would be one of the few people out of my friends group that would be like, "Damn, today I feel like ass." My friend group, yeah, couldn't express bro. Themselves like when that. you're saying all this, like how you that, and that's why I said like the from high school, I learned all this shit from you mostly. You know what I mean? Like you're the person that got me into writing at all. And I I've done a couple episodes where I'm like, "Yo, it's so important." I've had journals since sophomore year, since when we first met. It was at first it was Mr. Samson's stupid assignment. And then next thing you know, bro, like you send me a poem and I'm like, yo, this is gay. And then you're like, okay, but can you do better? And I'm like, what? (laughs) And then next thing you know, we're like poem buddies, bro. You know what I mean? That was so powerful for me. And I started writing after that. I have yet to not write. Right. And then you're like, yeah, you got to express yourself. And then sometimes and then you taught me about like just arguing for fun with your friends. And remember, we'd be like, what about just debate shit? Yeah, we would just be debating and getting all fucking crazy metaphysical and shit. And then just like, holy shit, bro. Like I'm uncovering these things. That's all thanks to you. That, you know what I mean? That whole debating things bit me, bit me in the ass because <clears throat> when you have that ability to, to, to speak about something and you sound passionate about it, it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. I, I used to get into a lot of arguments mm-hmm. where I would say I would have a stance on a subject and they'd be like, no, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And I would just sound so sure of myself. But at the same time, I'd be like, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I'd always say that. But I sound so sure that I'd convince the people. 
and then they'd regurgitate they regurgitate my talking points to somebody else mm-hmm. and they later and get proven wrong for it. yeah Bro, and they'd be like why- oh my god cal you're a fucking all this fake this is before fake news too but they're giving me all this fake information and i'm like who told you to share that yeah, that's my thought. I always take uh, tell people too, and I'm like, hey, take this with a grain of salt, bro. Like, or I'll say this is some bro shit, you know. Like, I don't know how true this is. It sounds right, or it feels right. It feels and right. I, yeah. yeah, and and that's a lot of the times I describe metaphysical things. I'm like, yo, this is how it feels to me, right? And that's a whole point of like uh, about this podcast is like I'm sharing you guys what feels right to me, hoping hoping that you will find what feels right to you because that's one of the biggest lessons too. That's what I'm saying. I got to create my own shit like my own community, my own things, because it's all, I can't look at another person's version of success. I can't look at another person's thing because I've been doing that my whole life and I've been miserable. I can't be staying by and being like, oh, I'm going to carry my whole family on my back when they never cared about me. I have to make that realization. It's painful. Boom. Fuck those guys. The guys that stay good. The guys that actually look out for me. You guys are in. Let's go. Sometimes you don't have a choice, right? I didn't have a choice growing up with my stepdad. That's the first person I would have ever cut out right but i the first thing i did bro i ran away i went like fucking the other side of the planet to feel safe from this motherfucker you know mm-hmm. and and at times that's like the the hard steps the hardest things to do you know and and it's the things that you have to do um but now i'm working on like that healing aspect like now that i know i will be selfish with my time kind of like alec has shown me like but what we shared in our friendship is I showed him how to be empathetic because he didn't have any friends. Like he didn't actually have like actual relationships because he's so just single minded. He doesn't have time to slow down for anybody. He doesn't have, so he doesn't have a girlfriend. He doesn't have anything. Right. And he's just like this hardened dude, like a stoic motherfucker. And then I was able to give him like the empathetic things and all this stuff, which of course he mastered way faster than I was. I'm still trying to master this shit. He's imparted on me. Right. But now that he's done that, like he's a balanced being. Because he was so opposite of the nature of the fibers of my being were complete opposites, mm-hmm. right? That now that he's mastered the things that I showed through our friendship, not even like, oh, this is how you learn this. Like, it's just by being friends with each other, showing each other. Now he's become a master of that. And like, he's an actualized human being, bro. Like when I talk to him, like, I'm like, yo, you're like almost there you know what i mean like that's crazy like and i haven't even and the reason i ended the bus trip was the same reason that i did the thing with rudolph i'm like oh like i was being really successful because alec was fucking helping me be diligent do all these things reminding me and i realized i started actually like hurting his life and i was like yo this bus trip gotta end i know i'm hella fun and shit bro but like you're meant for more than this and right now dude he's he's the number three trainer in the whole nation for this company of like millionaire like only the richest people fucking train with this company of gyms they're all over the world you don't even know about them (laughs) like that's how much that's how deep he's in the fucking fitness game like you don't even know about the people he trains like that and he's top three in the united states you know what i mean and he's only been working this job like five five four months since we left uh sounds about right you know what i mean so like i was right I knew I was holding this motherfucker back and I and and to realize that to lose my brother somebody that I'm doing everything with and be alone again that's been the scariest shit I've ever done I imagine, you know and then now I'm by myself and I'm like no because I learned how to be like this through him so now I will do it and become now myself a balanced human being mm-hmm. and actualized as well and 
I'm still working on that. That's why I'm being more diligent, you know? So now it, like kind of the exercise before I eat, you know, like I'm, I check all these boxes. So it pretty much, I'm trying to do what you do to not eat and vice versa, like in this case, but it's been really working. I'm down 15 pounds and I like continue to go down and I plan on doing it, but dog, it's taken me fucking like all my life to get here to zero. Mm hmm that sucks you know and then i can't wallow in it you're speaking to the you to know the choir here buddy <laughs> dude <laughs> it's the me, worst but we're not at zero though because the number the the what you have now you may not have like the the body fat percentage like i know i don't have the body fat percentage i wanted but what i have now that i didn't before is just the just the the, <laughs> the mind the sentiment the 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 way my mind is put together now i just feel so much so like my happiness isn't there, mm-hmm. but my cognitive level is definitely there. Can so I feel I feel like y'all like good brain. Like for example, I I got back in school, mm-hmm. and I'm killing shit. I'm not even like in the hard classes yet, right? Mm-hmm. But still, like Bro, I'm literally I'm shredding through step. the stuff. Yeah, that's hella crazy. But it's making me lazy. Oh. Like I missed Thursday's assignment because I, I I fell asleep Wednesday night, woke up mm-hmm. Thursday morning, and I was like, the assignment was due. You know oh, what I mean? I so, gotcha, but, gotcha. but so it's, it's a balance. But yeah, I'm trying to find that balance, man. Well, like you said, man, that that balance is the, is the hard part. I don't know. Some <laughs> somebody told me too. They said they said life is a. He said, okay. The 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 conversation was, when are you gonna get your shit together? And he said, it's going to take me my whole life. <laughs> he says, my life's work. <laughs> and when I heard that shit, like, it kind of, I felt, I felt like, oh, this is being stupid. But I'm like, damn. Like, look, why does that sound like it resonates with me? Dude, that resonates with me. Oh, that's why I'm <laughs> laughing like a motherfucker. You know where I feel like at the place that I got at, which is why I've been laughing this whole time when you said that. Where you're like, we're not at zero. The first thing that popped into my mind. You know what I feel like? I feel like a fucking white high school kid upper middle class high school kid that's how i feel like the privilege i have right now is like a upper white middle class high school boy nobody park yeah, yeah that's how i feel now so like it's taken me this long to feel like these fucks that i used to hate that i used to go to <laughs> school with and now i don't even hate them i'm just like damn you lucky and i hope yeah. you do something with that luck yeah. because now that i have it boy you better watch the fuck out you know that's how i feel man that's how i feel about the the, the video creating the mixing the the, the the beat producing all this shit the stuff that i put on the back burner i worked with mad people okay look i was working with my guy pedro right pa mm-hmm. he makes a shit ton of beats all different kinds of styles right so he's a very capable producer we've had club songs boom bap songs all different types of 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 of, of sound design we've been able to facilitate he has a giant f- Google Drive link he sends me. Uh, out of the Google Drive link, out of like maybe like 100 to 200 beats, maybe I could rock with like 50 of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because when you're when you're when you're creating, when you're mass creating, you're not really thinking about like a specific dial, a sound or dial or like a per- a person. So the beats can sound hella like different. You know? And it's like, I can't really jump on a beat that sounds like this compared to like a beat that sounds like this. Mm. So my options are, are, are less compared to the, that, the large pool. That already cripples your creativity. 
Because instead of having your entire mental canvas to create from, I'm giving you 10 color pencils to draw with. I never thought about that. So for me, when I used to be behind the sounds and stuff, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't like actually making songs with them, I was able to have way more ideas and feel more creative through it. So, and that's not something that you can express. I don't have the terminology. I didn't have the 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 the, the, edu- the formal education to be like, yo, bro, take fifteen levels off the reverb and put it on the. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a little bit better now, but I didn't know that before. So, the sounds I have in my head have never been able to been. Bro, I would be excited. Never, I've never been able to. As far as nowadays, I have people around me now that I'm able to kind of get a close, mm-hmm. but I'm waiting till I get back. And I, and I bro, I'm stuff. excited for all that shit, man. Um, damn, I've enjoyed talking to you right now. Enjoy really talking fun. to you as well, man. I think we should uh, put an end to the. We're gonna put a cap onto this uh, beautiful on. bottle of rose. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna have you back and uh, see where you are on your journey because I felt very inclined to reach out to you. When I was trying to think of who do you want to do the first episode with? And not necessarily because this podcast has been going on for a year. But like the new episode has like Isaac, you, you know, like I fucking I haven't corrected you about my name at all uh, because I don't feel like I need to. Because when you say my name, you're speaking to me, to my soul, to my heart. But whenever anybody like. Other that doesn't know me, they'll be like, Isaac. And I'll be like, that's not how you say my name, man. Say it right. And I didn't have that until October, you know. And it used to bring me anxiety to have to correct somebody because I'd be like, I don't even belong here. At least they're calling me by that name. (laughs) You know, like it'll help me blend in. And now I don't want any of that. I don't want to blend in. I don't want any part of that shit, bro. My name is Isaac. Say it fucking right. It means laughter. Maybe I'll tell you a joke, you fucking fuck, you know. But like... That's how I got to go about it now, like with the new resilience, the new believe and shit. And I was like thinking, who's somebody who even sparked that before? Kind of how it's sparking now. So I had to call you up, you know, and be like, yo, come through. And um, Any, anything I've, I've ever given you as far as uh, as far as in our, our friendship, you've, you've lived, is literally always been an equivalent exchange with you. That's literally why I always feel weird to reach out on one of the times when I'm feeling low because it's like it's been equal. I don't want to feel like I'm in. No, you know dude, what I mean? I it's going to fuck up the power. Like, the, no, the, no, the, the, the I even extended it. And that's the, I know you feel that way because I feel that way too. So that's why when I like I went to ask you to hang out, I was like, yo, let's make a song. You know what I mean? Just that way it just like kind of meet at the thing. But you and that's why I also told you I extended and I'm still extending the things like, yo, anything you need video wise, anything you need with all that shit, especially that you're trying to learn it yourself. Dog, let me fucking know. I feel like I do myself a disservice not being around this energy enough. But it's like it was weird because the reason why I would be away is because I would blame myself for the feeling that I'm feeling. Damn. Well, I I definitely. man. What is that snake they call in the medical world? The snake eating its tail. I, or, I don't remember, but it's I don't know like what you're the referring Oreo to. Yeah. Or, or something like that. I, for whatever reason, I used to have dreams of that shit playing in my head. And now that I think about it, there's a lot in my life where I feel like I'm eating my tail mm-hmm. in emotion. Like I'm, and I'm, I'm not moving anywhere. I'm literally in the same space, just in a circle. Interesting. Okay. That is an interesting. I've been dreaming about snakes lately. 
I was like, maybe I need to get a snake tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, just, it's the infinity one that's eating that, itself that, infinity. Don't they say snake dreams is bad? It was some sort of like no, bad I think juju behind I, snake dreams. Well, that's some mystical shit that I would like to get into, but not in this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. Hey, I'll take your answer off air. Uh, anyways, you everybody that listened to this fucking podcast this long, I'm going to post all this shit out. So, yeah, thank um, you so much for li- having listening to me rant. I appreciate y'all giving me the time. Isak, I appreciate you letting me speak, having me on here. It's been great seeing you. It's always a pleasure when I'm around people that I love. The sophisticated type of energy. Something that you can't bottle, something you can't equate in the formula. You got to see it in person to believe it. Hell yeah, bro. You're the shit. Hey, you want to leave us off with a... This is going to be a, a poem at the end of this podcast that's actually going to introduce the podcast. So even if it could be a spoken word of like what transpired here but it's going to be what opens the podcast even though you're ending it with this if that makes sense the snake right. eating itself <laughs> back to the beginning <laughs> you don't got to remember everything we talked about you just go with it if you're cool value yourself and value others don't devalue yourself when you feel smothered wondering what's under covers you'll always be the one that rises like the sun in the sky so open up your eyes and just say hi wake up